Riders Radio Theater is on the air. It's the riders on the radio. Come on, partner, saddle up and go. Get ready for the cowboy show. Yoda lady, Yoda lady day. We've been working since the break of day. We've been doing it the cowboy way. Now it's time to play. We're gonna ride and rope and wrangle the tune. We're gonna hoop and holler and holler at the moon. Yes, partners, it's time to saddle up and ride the airwaves once again with America's favorite cowboys, riders in the sky. To slim the man of many hats. Put a paw the king of the cowboy fiddlers and ranger dog, the idol of American right, youth. This is Texas Big Spender inviting you to join Riders in the Sky for a thrilling program of high We're adventure. Gonna ride and rope and wrangle the tune. We're gonna hoop and holler and holler at the moon. There's a place around the fire for you with riders in the sky. So come on and let's ride. And now, with the 2,225th performance of their world championship career, here are Riders in the Sky. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, buckaroos and buckarettes. And thank you, Texas Bix Bender, the voice that sold a million baby chicks over border radio and has pushed a few pullets here at the beautiful Oldenburg Brewery in Fort Mitchell, Kentucky. These are the cowpokes driving the beef this week. Ladies and gentlemen, ride and drag. It's too slim. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yes. You know, some guys won't ride drag, but somebody's uh -huh. got to go back for the sick ones and the slow ones. Yep, and you're the man for the job, Slim. Betcha. To my right, your left, a cowboy who rides swing, the king, Woody Paul! Thank you, friends. And riding point, the idol of American youth, Ranger Doug. Yes. Thank you very much. And of course, our orchestra riding along in polka time, Joey the Cow Polka King! Okay, we have to, to begin with a Bob Wills classic written by Tommy Duncan and featuring on the fourth verse the voice of Joey the Cow Polka King. It's called Time Changes Everything. One, two, three. There was a time when I thought of no other And we sang our own love refrain Our hearts beat as one, but we had our fun But time changes everything When you left me, my poor heart was broken Our romance seemed all in vain but the dark clouds are gone, there's blue skies again, for time changes everything. Golden of the stomach, Steinway. Joey. Here comes His Highness, taking the cowboy to You can take the words to an old song 
Rearrange them and make it a swing. Scooby dooby dooby bop bop, but nothing can stop me from loving you. Cause time changes everything. So good luck to you and God bless you. I can't say I won't love again. You've gone away and now I'll go mine. For time has changed everything. For time has changed everything. Radio Theater will return like a sandwich on a rubber band following this intellectual enlightenment from our new sponsor. Here's H.H. Hammerhead Stilson. Neighbors, do you ever wonder what in the world everybody else is talking about at parties? Is the show 60 minutes, pert near an hour too long for you? <laughs> and what's so darn funny about Riders Radio Theater? Well, there's a support social group for folks like you, Densa. Yep, Densa. Dull entities needing some aptitudes. That's Densa, all right. There's a chapter meeting near you every week of the year. Here's a tape from a recent conclave in Des Moines. Roll it there, Big Zeno. All right, all right here. Hold it down, hold it down. This, this here meeting of the Des Moines conclave of Densa will come to order. Chairman Milo Barlow presiding. Yeah. Now, who elected you, Chairman, anyway, huh? <laughs> well, you did last week. Last week? I didn't know nothing about no meeting last week. Hey, buddy, I can't help that. Hey, that ain't the last jelly donut. Hey! Yeah, it is. It's mine, dude. Hey, I didn't yours. get one it's last mine. week. Give me hey, back give that it. thing. Hey, you want? Look here. You, you want to fight? Here. And they say the art of conversation has breathed its last. You can find folks like you with your interest in Densa. All you got to do to join is flunk some simple tasks like this. Number one, the vice president of the United States is A, a heartbeat from the presidency, B, largely a figurehead, or C, this year's Densa poster boy. Order your test kit for Densa today. It's only $9.99. I said $9.99. Or more easier, a Nat's eyelash shy at $10. Call 1-900-ME-DENSA right now before you forget about it. 1-900-ME-DENSA. Order before you figure out this scam and receive a free copy of our monthly magazine, Ignoramus. There's a world of people like you out there. Why don't you sit down and split a donut with them? <laughs> this right. announcement paid for by Densa, the Society for Everybody Else. Gerald R. Ford, Honorary Treasurer. And now back to Riders Radio Theater. Thank you, Texas Bits. That was a rather cheap slam, wasn't it? A cheap slam from two slams. Yeah, slim. Yeah. You hold the reins in the guest portion of the show. Who's in the harness this week? Ranger Doug, we have kind of a blues R&B type of cowpoke with us this week. He's written many a chart-topping song for folks in Nashville where he lives, and he, he usually appears with this monster R&B band that me and Bert love to go hear. But we've got, him a, we've got him as a solo tonight. It's a real pleasure to introduce Gary Nicholson. Yeah! Gary! Thanks, folks. All right. Thank you, fellas. Great to have you here, Gary. Great to have you with us. What you gonna play for us tonight, partner? Well, I got a little song that was inspired uh, just by watching the ladies walk. It's all about a girl who really knows how to express herself. The brilliant conversationalist.
cocktail talk, idle chatter, lipstick lips that flirt and flatter, not a word I hadn't heard before till I saw her coming through the door. She let her walk in and do her talking, a brilliant conversationalist. The more she moved, the more I was amazed How gracefully she could turn a phrase Every thought so well expressed Every line so picturesque With her walking, doing the talking A brilliant conversationalist so many nice things to say I have never seen it put quite that way nylons whispering an invitation high heels providing all the punctuation her she had me hanging on her every word let me know what she had in mind when I walked her home one step behind with her walking oh doing the talking a brilliant conversation she let her walk in do all the talking a brilliant conversationalist. Now keep talking, baby. Keep talking, baby. I see what you mean. I'm beginning to catch your drift. Talking, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. All right. That was Saco. Good <laughs> talking, mother. I guess you're best known as a, as a hit songwriter, Gary. Where do you get your information? I mean, what well, of course I mean to say is inspiration instead Newspaper, of information. Newspaper, TV, Red Barber? Well, um, <laughs> all my music is pretty uh, deeply rooted in the blues, and I kind of go back to that. Wow. Juke joints and ribs. Wow. Well, no, actually... Um, I find a lonesome crossroads. Mm. I go out there in the middle of the night with my guitar and uh, 
There's lots of blue spirit and soul out in the crossroads, and sometimes you can almost hear some of those great blues players out there moaning and playing that slide guitar. Wow. Really inspires me, you know. Wow, I mean? that is so neat. Wow. I, Ranger Doug can, wow. Yeah, well, I, I hope you were able to come up with a, another hit, Gary. Saddle Pals, let's have another whopping round of applause for Gary Nicholson. There you go. All right. Riders Radio Theater is a Mammoth Radio Pictures production in association with WVXU. This program is being taped live in the Great Hall of the Oldenburg Entertainment Complex in Fort Mitchell, Kentucky. Stay with us, Saddle Pals. We'll be right back. Here's a little of the pioneer classic, Buffalo Gal. Welcome back, buckaroos and buckarettes. You're listening to Riders Radio Theater. <laughs> and now, Riders Radio Theater presents the ongoing saga of the Cowboy Way. Tonight, episode eight of the exciting Western melodrama, Return of the Phantom. As faithful listeners will no doubt recall, things just couldn't be worse for Riders in the Sky. They've been evicted from their home, and it's now in the possession of their archenemy, A. Swinburne Slocum. And he has plans to turn it all, and all of Tumbleweed Valley as well, into a huge toxic garbage dump. As part of this very big and evil plan, Slocum diverted the Tumbleweed River underground, and the whole valley is now as dry as the dust in a mummy's pocket. That is, above ground. Below ground is another story. Here, the waters from the diverted river are filling every cave in the valley. Meanwhile, back to the riders, Ranger Doug still suffers from amnesia and believes himself to be Don Ricardo Proboscis, the legendary 17th century mass defender of water rights known as the Phantom of the Valley. Then, in our last episode, Don Ricardo and the riders set up the phony Phantom 309 truck stop to interdict shipments of toxic waste being trucked into the valley and were quite successful until Slocum caught on and raided their operation. When last we left them, the Phantom, Two Slim, Woody Ball, and Side Meat were all escaping Slocum's wrath on the back of Amazing Turbo. It was then that Charlie fired an Iraqi virtue-seeking missile at them. Of course, it was no match for Amazing Turbo, the only horse in the West with afterburners, but the sheer rock wall he's galloping towards at Mach 3 is... Uh, we can't slow down or the missile will get us. We've got to turn. There's not enough time. <laughs> oh, no, is this the end of Riders in the Sky? Time to find out, Two Slim, as we now present episode eight, entitled Between a Rocky and a Hard Place. As the virtue-seeking missile continues to chase them and the sheer rock wall looms closer and closer, the Phantom seems strangely undisturbed, even amused by it all. <laughs> Could it be he has a plan? Could it be that he knows Amazing Turbo can turn on a dime and Iraqi virtue-seeking missiles can't? Yes! For at the last second, just before he would have crashed unquestionably into the rock wall, Amazing Turbo feels a gentle nudge from the Phantom's knee, and the Wonder Horse of the West makes a razor-sharp right turn. Seconds later, the virtue-seeking rocket, unable to make the turn, explodes against the face of the sheer rock wall. 
Slocum and Charlie watch in unabashed frustration as their rocket disintegrates harmlessly while amazing Turbo and his riders grow smaller and smaller as they gallop across the horizon. Drat, drat, drat. Right. I just don't get it, Charlie. What do you have to do? We work hard. Yeah. We plot. We scheme. Yeah. We're mean. We're evil. Yeah. Why can't we get those guys? Are they smarter than us? Right. Shut up, you idiot. <laughs> Let's take a look around here and see what all this stuff is. I am really steamed. You're like, look, these fuel pumps, they're just cardboard cutouts. And everything else is, is just painted on, on this huge canvas. Yeah, it looks like a, well, kind of like a giant window shade. Hey, it is sort of a giant 40 by 60 window shade. Look at the bottom in the center of it here. There's a rope with a ring attached to it, just like on a window shade. And it's hooked around this stake in the ground. I bet if we were to slip that ring off that stake, this thing would just roll right out. Yeah, that explains how they were able to make it appear and disappear so fast. Yeah, well, I'm closing this truck stop down. Get that can of gas out of our truck, Charlie, and douse this thing, <laughs> and then put a match to it. <laughs> All right. I'm going to take the moped out of our truck and get back to town. I need to get our suppliers know, I need to let the suppliers know the road is open again. Right. <laughs> and when you get finished here, Meet me back at the office. Got it, Slocum. Going about his work with the diligence of a deranged fireman, Charlie gets the can of gas from the truck and sets about splashing it all over the painted canvas backdrop. Oh, this thing's gonna go up like a window shade. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, spilled a little on the ground there, but no problem. It'll just burn up too. <laughs> Here, ground. Have some more. I don't care. <laughs> While Charlie, in his efficiently clumsy manner, douses gasoline on everything in sight, back in Tumbleweed City, a dejected, possiless high sheriff rides alone down Main Street. His head is low, his heart is heavy, his self-esteem is barely hanging on. me. Faithful listeners will remember that in an earlier episode, High Sheriff Drywall, while in hot pursuit of Miss Marmon, her kidnapper, captured his own posse, who then abandoned him in disgust. I just, I just hope nobody else has heard about it. But of course, since most everybody who's left in town listens most faithfully to Riders Radio Theater, well... Hey, Sheriff, didn't you lose something? <laughs> when you're a professional lawman, you, you just can't let a little thing get you down, you know? Yeah, like your posse. <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta keep on going. Hey, Barney, does Andy know about this? <laughs> when the going gets tough... Hey, stupid, the, get a life. <laughs> the tough get going, and that's just what I'm gonna do. Come on, deputy horse. Let's get out of here. Get up. <laughs> a fickle public is a worrisome thing to a dedicated law enforcement official. How soon they forget how he took on the job that no one else wanted because it pays so little. How he wrote parking tickets till his fingers cramped to make it pay more. Depressed and blue, he rode away and soon disappeared from sight. Meanwhile, back at Grapevine Pass, as the sun sets and night falls, Charlie has finished soaking everything in gasoline and prepares to reduce it to ashes. So I'll strike this match and flip it over there near the edge of the canvas and get to the truck and get the heck out of here. But as Charlie strikes the match, the flaming head breaks off and flies to the ground beside him. Whoop. As luck would have it, it's the exact spot where he had earlier spilled copious amounts of gasoline. Uh-oh. But fortunately for Charlie, the resulting fire is small. Oh, I'll stamp it out before it spreads. But when gasoline is present, even a small fire quickly becomes a raging inferno. Faster and faster, Charlie stomps. His boots begin to smoke, and just as it begins to look like he has the fire under control, his right foot gets entangled in the loop that holds the backdrop down, and he pulls it loose. Naturally, since it's really nothing more than a giant window shade, it immediately rolls up, taking Charlie with it. 
When it's completely rolled up, the loop of Charlie's smoking foot still in it dangles in the cool night air 60 feet above the ground below, which now resembles the fiery pit of hell itself. Oh, really, that was a lucky break. If my foot had got caught in this loop, I'd be barbecued by now. <laughs> hey, how am I gonna get down from here? The answer to Charlie's question lies in his smoldering boot, the heat from which begins to ignite the gasoline-soaked canvas. Uh-oh. At first, there's just more smoke. Uh-oh. But then a sudden gust of oxygen-rich wind feeds the hungry combustibles. The quest for fire is over, and the nighttime sky lights up. Uh-oh. 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 seconds are all it takes before the flames engulf everything. Another sudden gust of wind rips the melting supports from the rocky wall and sends them, along with a fiery canvas and blazing 300-pound doofus, plummeting 60 feet toward the still raging inferno on the ground below. Charlie's fall is brief but brutal. As he hits, he disappears into the flaming ground. But a second later, a blazing 300-pound ball of fire emerges from the conflagration and streaks out across the road, through the pass, and down into the valley. <laughs> Meanwhile, a despondent high sheriff drywalls escaped from his taunters has brought him to the Robert Johnson crossroads. Well, I'll never live that down. I wonder if I shouldn't just get out of law enforcement and go back to making my living as an Elvis impersonator. <laughs> Standing at the crossroads, he don't know what to do. You got that right. Hey, who said that? Is that a ghost? I said he's standing at the crossroads, he don't know what to do. God, if it's a ghost, he knows what he's talking about, I'll tell you that. Because he busted his own posse, he's got the eye of dummy blue. Wait a minute. Hold on there, Hoss. Whoever, wherever you are. Yeah, he's just a dummy. Whoa, that's all there is to say. Uh-uh, no, it ain't. Uh-uh. Oh, yes, he, he's just a dummy. You know, that's all there is to say. That gone, even the ghosts are making fun of me. He can't face the music, so he's going to run away. No, I, I don't want to run away. Hey, where'd you go? Good grief, what a day. I get laughed out of town and a ghost makes fun of me. What next? What next indeed? That's what I said. How about a flying ball of flame streaking through the night like a comet? A what? Oh! A comet. Holy moly, a comet. And unless I miss my guess, I know exactly where it's going. I can't quit and run away now. I'm the only law enforcement official who knows about this. I gotta get ahead of that thing and warn everybody it's coming. Come on, Deputy Horse. Get up! Talk about a harmonic convergence of truly cosmic proportions. We've got one here. Spurring his trusty steed to a full tilt gallop, High Sheriff Drywall cuts across the prairie and onto the road in front of the blazing fireball. Clear the way, clear the way, there's a comet coming. Down the road, across the valley, rides the duty-bound High Sheriff, and right behind him comes the 300-pound ball of flame. Oh. On and on they go to the outskirts of town and right down Main Street itself, the scene of High Sheriff Drywall's most recent humiliation. Clear the way, out of the way, clear the way. What is it, Sheriff? <laughs> Get out of the way, y'all. There's a blazing comet coming right behind me here. Why don't you put the cuffs on it? <laughs> hey, hey, look, look, fellas, look, here it 
Detroit Blooming Stars and Garters. It is a comet. Run for it, everybody. Run for it. The side of the blazing ball of fire sends the idlers running for cover, but not high sheriff draw all. He sees his duty and knows his fireballs. He rides just beyond the water trough in front of the ARID Land Development Company, reins his pony in and waits, but not for long, because seconds later, the 300-pound blazing comet rounds the corner and makes a mighty leap that lands it smack in the middle of that same water trough. Of course, since the Tumbleweed River's been diverted underground, as I told you in the recap, there's no water in Tumbleweed City, and thus no water in the water trough, just dust. Oh. Ah. Oh. Ah. Ah. Holy catfish, here it comes again. Where's it going, Sheriff? I don't know. This has never happened before, and I don't like it. Where has Charlie gone? Why has it shocked? Why doesn't High Sheriff Drywall like it? And whatever happened to Miss Marm, remember her? She was kidnapped five episodes ago and hasn't been heard from since. If you care about any of this at all, you simply must be here next week when I promise you the answers to all these questions, except, of course, whatever happened to Miss Marm. It's all here in Episode 9 of Return of the Phantom, entitled On the Trail of the Lost Comet. It's a sizzling serving of extremely flammable melodrama you won't want to miss, and it's coming right here to this Theater of the Mind. Now here again are America's favorite cowboys, Riders in the Sky, with Joey the Cowboy King and Gary Nicholson. Before Diddley had him a rockin' big time. Before never saw a solitary dime. You might laugh, but it just ain't funny. Whatever happened to Bo Diddley's money? Record man gave him a ragtop car. Said, Bo, you're showing up a rock and roll star. Didn't know he was doing anything wrong. When he signed away in one of his songs. Said, now whatever happened to Bo Diddley's money? Whatever happened? Boat did his money around the world in a station wagon. Working the road that his tail was dragging. A hoping and a puffing and a making them damn. Never once seeing no cash advance. I said, Now, whatever happened to Boat did his money? Whatever happened to Boat did his money? Called the FBI. IRS, BMI, Mr. Leonard Chips, pay for delay, pay for delay, pay for delay, pay for delay. Oh, come on, Woody. The cast and guests of Riders Radio Theater stay at the Drawbridge Inn, Fort Mitchell, Kentucky. For more information on Riders in the Sky, Fuselin's Mercantile, or Riders in the Sky International Fan Club, write to Riders in the Sky, Post Office Box 277, Whites Creek, Tennessee, 37189. Riders Radio Theater was conceived, written, produced, and directed by Riders in the Sky, along with yours truly, Texas Big Spender. The production foreman is Campfire Burke. Our sound effects wrangler is Big Zeno Clinker. For WVXU, the executive producer is J.C. Doc King. Producer is Lasso and Larry Ascraft. Coordinating producer is Chuck Wagonmaster Ingram. Chief engineer is J. 
Jamboree, Jay Crawford, recording director, Calvin George Zahn. Sound effects, honcho is Winchester, Jim Springville, and the stage manager, Solid Ron L. Esposito. This is Texas Big Spinner saying so long, Saddlebiles. We'll see you next week on Riders Radio Theater. Tape. You got your compact disc, yeah. got a little bit of vinyl, you got your DAT, whatever that is. C A S H. We got a helping man. This is the VXU Radio Network. <laughs>